Welcome to 239 Uncensored. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond with your host, Tim Jurett. This podcast covers it all. Real talk on issues from real estate to real crime. Join the discussion on hot topics to politics. Don't get left behind. Be in the know about everything Southwest Florida and beyond. Welcome, welcome, welcome to 239 Uncensored Everything Southwest Florida and Beyond. And this is the podcast of the podcast. And if you aren't a subscriber of the podcast, you can pretty much get it anywhere you want to when the podcasts are available. You got it on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google. It's pretty cool. And we have a great podcast today. And we have, again, the lovely Shannon Livingston. Shannon. Tim, we're having a good time. I always have a good time with you. Yeah, we we are. And we got like one of the, I think it's a really cool topic today. What, what are we going to talk about? So we're going to talk about crime and punishment. Uh, it's a little continuation of the show that we did earlier. We got into it and decided there was a lot more material there. So, and we of course see things differently. I come from a life of crime and you come from a life of punishment. So yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you being in law enforcement for what, 31, 32 years? Thir- right at 31 years. Yeah. 31 years. Yeah. But you also have seen the, um, the inside of correctional facilities. I have. Because call your make you do that right i'm a certified correction officer mm-hmm. in the state of florida so i did my training there but i was never assigned to corrections oh, okay if you do come on board a lot of times in in many agencies if if you don't have prior military or college you they prefer you to go through the jail and, right. I, and I will for say two that, years yeah for, for a couple of years yeah. and, I, and i will say that those folks that come out out of corrections and come into patrol and come into law enforcement that way They've got a pretty good background, and, and I, they're, they're great officers when they come out. Yeah. Well, I actually heard your earlier episode, one of your first, with Jim Bloom, and he was talking about what an asset it was working in the, the prison um, because he was meeting all of the people that then he would see out on the streets yeah. later. So yeah. he yeah. kind of got a, a good education there in his two years. Yeah, it's, it's a great thing. And, you know, we all know that people go into the county jail. like So Collier County Sheriff's office has a jail Mm -hmm. and usually what the jail's designed to do is to house people for a period of time usually up to a year if it's if it's a punishment for up to a year they stay in the jail if it's longer than a year then they get sentenced to a prison right which would be a florida prison and while they're waiting trial which could be two or three or sometimes even four years they're going to be in our county jail so a lot of people think uh, it's just, you know, petty theft people in our county jail. But mm-hmm. we, we often do have, you know, yeah, that's murders, a good point, right? you know, murders that so are in really our jail. meeting everyone. Yeah. And I think I like corrections in a way because once in a while you get a chance to interact and maybe try to figure out what drives these people. It's kind of right. interesting. Where yeah. they went wrong. Yeah. yeah. Funny. I had a, a guy when I was in the corrections facility. We talked to that guy and I, and I won't get into his name. But we talked to that guy in investigation because he was involved in some outside robberies Mm -hmm. and drug dealing out in the community. And he called us and said, this is when I was in gangs, that he had information of what was going on on the outside. So we went and talked to him. We sat down with him for about an hour, gave us some information. He had been locked up for quite a while, so he really was trying to play it a little bit to, you know. I was going to say, what was his motivation (laughs) for being so helpful? Yeah, a little conversation. Well, come to find out about a week later, he ended up, um, killing one of the doctors that came to visit him, Dr. Hoyer, mm-hmm. in the Collier County Jail. He strangled him. Why? Just freaked. 
and bad strangle day. him. Yeah, bad day. And he comes running out going, something happened to the doctor. Something happened to the doctor. So the doctor's down on the ground. They think he had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, they had video. And he strangled him to death. Oh, my gosh. So people are dangerous. Very dangerous. And, um, you know, we did kind of get into this discussion before of warehousing versus rehabilitation. And not we don't want to sound naive, or I don't want to sound naive. I understand that not everybody can be rehabilitated. However, I think that that should be our primary goal in this country, which it is not. We do have for-profit prisons. We have mandatory minimum sentencing. We criminalize drug use. Um, all kinds of things that we have become a mass incarceration nation. And that is not good for society as a whole. Since the 90s, really. You and I have a little bit of a different perspective on it. I mean, I feel that there are people that can be rehabilitated. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think the younger you are, you have an opportunity to change your life. I think a big thing, and we discussed it earlier, about what type of crime that the person's in there for. So, I mean, I think there are some rehabilitation opportunities because really... When someone goes to jail, they're in there for a year, they get out, and what do they do? They're out on the street. Well, now they're a year behind yeah, from they, where they were before. Oh, they're yeah, already that, in a tough that's position. True. But I don't, I don't really think that we should be educating somebody who, like I said, chopped the head off of mm-hmm. their girlfriend and, you know, cut the nipples gonna, out and thumbnail yeah. them up on the thing. They're not know. going to be reintegrated. And so at that point, Why spend the money? we are warehousing them and we are probably isolating them to some extent to keep the other prisoners safe because that is the, the role of the corrections officer, right? Not just to keep them from rioting, but to keep them safe. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I understand that. But, you know, not all crimes even have victims. So for me, to, for something to really be a crime, for them to be in prison, there should be a victim. And, uh, of course, with the war on drugs, that there's not a victim because you're not sending them. I'm not talking about people that commit crimes while they're high. Yes, robbery is illegal or, you know, whatever. They should go to prison for that. But uh, possessing drugs, you know, anything nonviolent, no victim, prostitution, things like that. I think we're creating criminals when we send people into the system for that. When you say there's no victim, technically, you're probably correct. But the state has a law. Mm-hmm. And the state becomes the victim at that point. So if you have somebody that's dealing dope mm-hmm. and they're selling drugs, right? There's many victims. You just happen to catch the person maybe selling to the state. In other words, a police officer. Mm-hmm. So there are many victims. And the thing about it is, is like you don't know once you sell that drug who that drug or where that drug's going from that I, point I over there. I would agree that distribution is different than possession. So if you are convicted with an intent to distribute uh, with your possession, then yes, that, that does have a victim long term. But just, you know, being in jail, let's say like the three times you're out rule, there are people that have had small amounts of, of cannabis or whatever on them that have been the third strike. And now they're doing a life sentence for that. Yeah. And, and you said that before. I have been in this for a long time. Right. I know Nobody who has been arrested three times with marijuana and is sitting in No, I'm saying life. maybe they had a DUI, maybe they had a robbery, and now their third arrest is uh, a possession of drugs. Usually, and they go usually it's a robbery that. with a gun, another robbery with a gun, and I'm dealing in, I'm dealing in kilos of cocaine. Yeah. 
And that's it can usually escalate. That's- yeah, it, it can, but that's not always the case. And so I think mandatory minimum sentencing, the, the third time you're out law, it, you know, all of this, let's get tough on crime. It doesn't really address the issue. Most crime comes from poverty, from lack of uh, access to resources, from lack of education, from lack of hope. Um, you know, and then you put a bunch of, of criminals together that are desperate and it, it's not not a pretty story. So I think that, again, for the, the sake of society, even if we don't deem these individuals worthy of education, let's say, just even a GED, our society does better when they're educated. The recidivism rate goes down in programs that have some type of, or uh, states that have a, an educational program. So I, I think that we have to look at educating uh, the incarcerated as a, a beneficial thing to our society. Even if you don't think that that individual is worthy of that, it is better for our society. The numbers do bear out a lower recidivism rate whenever we are doing things like offering a, a GED program, um, any type of job training. And there's also this idea that when you go to prison or or jail, um, but prison specifically, you are going to be taught how to do welding. You're going to get these college courses. You're going to go basically to school for free that the rest of the, the world is having to pay for it. And if you commit a crime, you get trained for free. And that is not true. I looked at the numbers in Florida and over a chunk of a few year spans, some of these places have only graduated, let's say, one offender with their GED. So this is not a, a widespread educational push. They basically gave up at a certain point. Funds were allocated different directions and away from education. And so we're going full on warehousing, which I think is um, it's just going to have a, a horrible effect on society. Well, again, I think the, there's some people that you know that they're going to get back out. Mm-hmm. They're going to get out of prison. So there's going to be a time, five years, 10 years, 15 years, however long that may be. I think we have to put some investment in them. Yes, you exactly. Know, but there's going to be some that, I, you know, I can't think of a Danny Rawlings situation or a Ted Bundy situation where, all right, let's just give him, you know, let's give him schooling. Let's spend well, some money on this guy. But what if we get a return from that? So what if Ted Bundy <clears throat> was taught how to do welding and we sent him out on behalf of the state and made him do jobs, you know, with, with prison labor? That used to be yeah, a let's, really let's, big thing. You know, let's send the Shannon's model. Let's send Ted Bundy out with a welder. Yeah. It'd be great. The, so I can, now I can has. torture, you know, women. With the welder. No, I know what you're saying. But really, we can teach them skills. I mean, they can do more than just cook and do the laundry and whatever. And, you know, maybe do some manufacturing. I mean, we're getting our ass handed to us by China right now because they have people that will do it. And prison labor was exploited so badly. I think it's kind of a a big taboo subject now. But there has to be a way to, to humanely train them, make them feel a sense of purpose, Um, you know, because... When they are more educated, when they're working, when they have some dignity, we don't have riots. You know, people are not getting stabbed as frequently. It's safer for the guards. It's it's just a better deal all the way around. There was actually um, a prison in Cameron, Missouri, where I had a friend for years. He, he did 20 years of his time there until they had a huge riot and they had to close it down because they kept taking away all the rights for um, for all these prisoners. And one by one, you could see how bad it was getting. It just got worse and worse and worse, and they didn't care. They rioted. 
and had to close the whole place down and move all of these prisoners to other places because they couldn't get guards to come in and work anymore. Right. I think a lot of it, too, is, you know, situational, depending on what level of the prison it yeah, is. this was a level five. Right. So, if, if you know, if you're at a certain point, there are people that need to be locked down. Yes. They, they have to be. And sometimes for their own safety. Mm-hmm. And not that we really want these people. I have a personal problem with feeding somebody who sexually abused and tortured and killed and left a little kid for dead. I have a problem spending my money feeding that person but it costs more money for 30 days oh i i I disagree with that no the numbers you keep talking about the numbers yes that that is a fact if you look at how much it's thirty thousand dollars a year roughly to to keep a prisoner it's about thirty thousand dollars a year to keep a prisoner in jail Mm -hmm. that was that was several years ago it's probably more than that now if i kill him tomorrow it costs me nothing after that no, that's not true. There's a whole process that they have to go through that is very, very expensive. It's much lengthier make than it people quicker. think. Make it quicker. Well, we we have the, the right to due process here. And I understand that. But there's some of these guys have went and pleaded, pleaded to, to be die. Out, yeah. yeah. Put the guy out. Oh, yeah, they have suicide watch, of course. Put, put them out. Put them out. Well, if they really wanted to, they could. And, we, and, and something I really agreed with you on, and I get it, is if somebody did something to your daughter mm-hmm. or your son, you do a little vid- vigilante justice on them, right? Be, yes, I would be the first. So what we have to think about is when, you know, yeah, there's people out there that feel bad that these people are going to death row and they're they're going to get killed and they're going to be executed or how, however it's going to be done. And we'll talk a little bit about the, the way you would like to die, mm-hmm. right? Or I would like to die. But you got to think of these families that have innocent kids or husbands or wives that got killed by these heinous criminals. That's got to be thought of. Well, what about the families of the heinous criminals? Do we care about them less? I mean, do we love these? Yeah, I do. I do. But why? Those children did nothing wrong. And so if you love children and you want to help all children, and and especially if you want to help society and you don't want those kids to grow up being homicidal maniacs, then you better show them some love and compassion. You better show them that there is a better way and that you care about them and that they are not their parent or their parents' mistakes. I think most parents would agree when their kid crosses the line. They might not say that, but when they cross the line and they murder somebody heinously, sexually abuse, rape, whatever the, whatever the threshold may be, I think that most parents are like, this, this kid is not mine. Really? And... They probably don't want or didn't want that to happen. But if whatever happens to them after that point, I don't think they're really worried about, um, you know, the the consequences after that kid's done that. I don't agree at all. I think that people that care about their kids, no matter how unhealthy, are always going to care about them regardless of who they are. I don't think they want them dead. They don't want to be in that situation. But I feel that there's an innocent girl, just for an example, the Ted Bundy or Danny Rong Mm -hmm. killings, right? These girls were 19 and 20 years old. Their whole life was ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And these girls are going to college. They're going to University of Florida. Danny Rollins comes and kills them, right? These parents have lost the most precious thing that they have. And for that person to continue living and sucking money from our government or from us, it, it just frustrates the shit out of me. But vengeance is not going to bring those people back. It doesn't make you a better person. We as a society. But it feels good. No, we as a society you need to do don't. better than an eye for an eye. 
um, or we're never going to be the society that we claim that we are. You know, we are very blessed to have the system that we do in the United States and, and the human rights that we do in this country. And I don't lose sight of that, but we also can do a lot better when it comes to our, our crime and punishment and how we treat criminals, how we separate them, how we rehabilitate them or don't. Um, you know, another thing that I don't think works really well is if you're a convicted felon, you're always a convicted felon unless you have money and then you can pay to get your record expunged. But if you're poor and you're a convicted felon, then doing your time really doesn't clean that slate. You're always going to have that on your record. And so should you have that if you're torturing and, and killing women? Sure. But if you, you know, have a DUI or a drug charge or whatever, shouldn't we have at some point uh, you get your rights restored? Because it's not like that in every country. Well, DUI, it's going to be for it to be a felon. It has to be it has to some other things. But, but I know what you're saying. The mm -hmm. point is, I think, and, and we do a pretty good job at, our levels of crime and where those crimes um, get set on the in the system, whether it's a misdemeanor or a felony, I think we're pretty good at that. I agree. At some at some point, maybe there there should be a, an opportunity. Like for instance, a lot of kids don't realize, but when you go break into a car and you're you know checking a car for a change in the glove box, it's mm -hmm. a felony. That's a that's a felony that stays with you. Why is that a felony? Because it, it's legislative. It's been like that. Um, so it doesn't matter the amount. No, you can go. Just, you, you, you trying to tamper with the yeah, vehicle? You're, yeah, you're. With the well, if you go, if it. you go inside it mm. in the vehicle and you're committing a criminal act inside, such as stealing something or whatever, that's right. that's a felony. And they call that car hopping, right? So we have to go out and edu educate these kids in, that are in high school and say, listen, now they're juveniles, right? Mm -hmm. So it's probably not going to stick with them for eternity, but right. it's still a huge deal, right? So we have to go out and educate these kids in high school. And say, listen. You having fun in your neighborhood with your buddies, stealing cell phone chargers or charging cords or mm -hmm. change, and sometimes guns because they do look for guns. And prescriptions. Yeah, and prescriptions People leave is, their pills is not in their is not a good idea. So we have to go and educate them. So It'll I follow I, you for life. Yeah, exactly. And prevent you from getting certain licensing and yeah, other opportunities. Yeah. So, but I think just knowing that if you educate those kids and they're still out there doing it. There's got to be consequences for mm -hmm. doing stuff like that. Now, is that threshold, you know, a felony a little bit high? Because we had we had situations and, and laws have been changed where kids were actually getting a picture of their girlfriend. The girlfriend was sending, they're like 15, 16-year-old yeah. kids. Girlfriend was sending a picture to them with no clothes on, right? Mm -hmm. They would forward it to their buddy. And now you're dealing with, you know... With Child porn. Right, child porn, yeah. right. So these kids, you know, these kids could get really late. So the state attorney's offices took a, you know, a little different look at it and said, we might need to look at these cases individually and see mm -hmm. exactly the intent. So, and I agree with you, but there's certain people and there's certain things in our our life that have to be checked. If, if they're not in check, the place would be chaos. But it's more chaos when you dehumanize a group of people that are already chaotic. I mean, these are people that need to be calmed down uh, and put on the right path, if that's possible, or kept away from everyone else and themselves. But you're not doing that when you're dehumanizing them, when you're you know, not just taking away their, their right to cable TV, but when you're strip searching them every time they have a, a visit, when you know, you're 
not letting them shower for three days when, I mean, just, you know, things that you and I take for granted and it's done out of control or labor shortage because you're in fucking prison or punishment. But why does it, you're in prison. Mm -hmm. You're there. Yeah. That don't you think that's bad enough? Well, it's, it's not a good place, but I think that if something would come up next time and you happen to get out, right. So you happen to get out and be like, fuck, I don't want to go back there again. I would look back and say, shit, that was a pretty shitty experience. I do not want to go back there again. I will do whatever I can to make sure I don't go back. It's not like the, you know, it shouldn't be like the Hilton. I've got buddies who've been to federal prison. They're like, oh, that place was great. That was no big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going out. We're, you know, eating lunch. I got a cell phone. I got all kinds of stuff, right? They talk about it like it was no big deal. What is the deterrent for them to get back into the game again? But thinking that. That most criminals, maybe the higher end criminals think differently, but thinking that that most street criminals somehow think about what that crime is, what the punishment is, and that that's a deterrent, that does not happen. People do. No, they usually do. do. They usually do. They get day to day. Yeah. So they're not doing the math. I I get that. You know. Oh, okay. If I do this, then. So I don't think that that stricter laws are a deterrent at all. And there are systems that we can look at in other countries. They think it's Norway, maybe, that has a prison system where they are locked up, but they have a much nicer um, accommodation. They have a, a much friendlier relationship with the guards, and they don't have the recidivism problems. They don't have... It's Norway. The, there ain't fucking nothing going on in Norway. Well, yeah, it's probably... They're like, it's cold out there. We're not running. Yeah. We're going to stay right here where the heat is. Uh, but... You know, it's, it's safer for the cards. It's better for society. It's just we have these psychological studies now that kind of back that up. So the ones that are beyond repair, sure, put them at the end of the hall. But who makes that decision? That's my whole point. Who he, makes that right. decision of who's beyond repair? That's what the court system is there for, right? I can tell you that doing what I've done for a long time, it's the same people over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Normal Joe that goes and takes a $5,000 check and you know, uses those funds and he for his own to go out to Vegas on a trip. He's going to go down to the jail. He's going to be there for 30 days. He's going to be out. He has to pay restitution. Have a nice day. Johnny Joe, who in your case says he got arrested for smoking weed, he might not even get booked. But if he gets caught again, if he sells it, gets caught again, gets caught again, he is the one that's going to be locked up for a while. Most of the time, the ones that we're seeing in prison are the people who are convicting crimes, committing crimes against people, guns. Mm-hmm. Um, you're walking down the road, mind your own business. You're at Mercado and some guy sticks a gun in your ear and says, give me your chain, right? He goes to the jail. He is found guilty. He goes maybe to prison for two years. Maybe he can be helped, but he gets out and does the same thing again over and over. Okay. A lot of times that happens. You can teach him how to weld, but that's not what he wants to do. He wants to go out and stick a gun in your ear and get your chain. Right. Does he? Some people do, yes. But some people are doing that because they're poor. They don't know any other way to <laughs> That survive. doesn't make it right. You of can't course stick, not. You can't stick a but gun somewhere. But you have to here. get to the root of the problem. And so if they are doing things illegally to survive, you have to teach them better survival skills. Shannon, okay. My point is, 
Do you deserve, when you're walking to Mercado, to have a gun stuck in your ear for any reason? Of course not. And that person right. should go to jail and learn their lesson. Right. But when they're in jail, but let's go to jail. You need to treat them like an animal. Yeah, but when you go to, but you don't understand, you're going to go to jail. Treat other people like animals. But when they go to jail, there needs it needs to be re- repercussion. Now let me. That let is me talk the repercussion. Okay, their so you tell your son to go into his room and when when he was young and go, he can go play his Nintendo. No. Have a blast. Why? No. Why? Well, it's the same, exa- the same exact no, thing. No, it's not. It's not. Let's I, just give him Nintendo. Let's let him have the I internet. I gave him timeout because I thought timeout was stupid. I gave him extra work to do. And well, we, that's a good thing. And yeah, and then when he was done with that list, though, so it was basically but, but, restitution. But now, but now you can't hard give labor. him. You can't give him hard work because somebody from the outside is going to like you're being too mean to these people. You can't do that. But I think that there is a middle ground, and so instead of working them to death for pennies or uh, for nothing at all, and instead of them just sitting idle um, and, you know, being high all day or, or whatever it is they're doing with their time, there is a middle ground. Those that want to be trained, want to be educated, should have access to that. And I, and I think they try to do that. My, my buddy they does. Don't. Well, I think you're wrong. Okay, so my buddy works for Pride, mm-hmm. which is a company that does all the stuff for the prisons. So he takes people that have earned the right to go out and do different things in the community to make money. They make probably a couple bucks a day, right? Mm-hmm. But they line up to do this. It's a privilege to get out to do this because right. it gets them out. And they act and, better and, because yeah. they know they, they try to, right. that that gets them out to then be able to work. And they're not locked down or anything. They can walk off. But when they walk off, they're going to get extended penalty. Instead of their mm-hmm. two years, now they're going to get 10. 10 years. Right. So... I think they try to do something in the middle. Now, do they do it for everybody? I don't know. But there's certain people that that just does not work for. Right. But, and, but that is why we have prisons. We don't have prisons for all of the people that we have in them now. It's turned into a big business. We have for-profit prisons. They want those prisons full. The states sign contracts saying, yes, we will keep them at 90% occupancy or whatever it is. So it turns into a money thing. You're, that's not justice. I know for a fact that the state has a prison system, right? Mm-hmm. So for every prisoner, there's a cost to putting somebody in the prison. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not cheap. So we've constantly tried to work on ways to lower the amount of people in prison. When I say we, I think the state has. Even us at, at the local level, at the sheriff's office, we try to have programs to help people. We have, you know, a pet. Believe it or not, we have a pet dog program. They they. Young ladies go in, they get a dog, they learn how to take care of it. Right. It brings them, you know, brings a lot of goodness to them right. and it, it teaches them to they have foster. One in Cameron, Missouri. Yeah. Too. So yeah. It's, a, it's a great program and I think it's good, but there are some people that just have to be, they're institutionalized. They have to be there or they're going to victimize you walking at Mercado or you walking right. at Waterside. But Shop. is that who they really are or is that because they've had 20 years of going through the prison system the no, wrong that's, way? No, that's, that's who they and are. If, they don't know any 20 years difference. ago, they would have had some intervention. The, the bottom line is you're not understanding. You do not want to have a gun pointed at your head. You do not want to get shot. Do you want that? You, do you really care about that person who's got a gun pointed at your head, whether or not they learned it when they were eight years old or whether they yes, learned it when they're I'm 16? that's what I'm saying. Let's do better by them when they're eight and when they're 12 and when they're 16. And then maybe it doesn't escalate to the point well, where they have a gun to my head. God forbid anything like that happens. But next time the guy comes up to you, puts a gun on your head, say, excuse me, sir, um, did this whole thing happen when you were eight or when you were 16? Mm-hmm. 
and see what or happens. Or I could be a logical adult and know that in that moment, that is not the response for that gentleman. But if I'm really concerned about that not happening to other people in the future, I need to make systemic changes. I need to fund. I agree with fund that. those programs that your friend is is doing. You know, so we need to make different choices with our priorities. It's, yeah. It cannot be getting our our vengeance and and punishing people. We do have to look at some of them and say, all right. Can we salvage you? Like you are a human being. What but, can we do? But where's that line? And I think, I think, we, early I think we do on, some of that. Early I think we on, do some of that. the earlier the better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the ones that are in prison probably went to juvie as well, yeah. right? They, yeah. They've been there for a long time. Yeah. So I think that... The, well, according to you, they smoked a dope and they're in they prison for life. They only smoked weed and now they're there yeah, they're for, for life. life. <laughs> uh, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but yeah. Um, and so I think early intervention... Certainly, I, I think, you know, looking at the economics behind our prison system versus the, the justice, really reexamining what our priorities are. And, of course, looking at the laws themselves that are throwing people into these prisons. Clinton was no, um, no friend to social services, let's say, in that he was tough on crime and started the, the three strikes, you're out, and really started the whole being tough on crime movement that has continued now. It's a big political platform, no matter what damage it's doing. Yeah, and I, I just think that in New York City, where Naples is a little bit difficult because we've really cultivated such a great system down here. Mm-hmm. We, we really do, through the sheriff's office, and not yeah. because I work there in Naples Police. Yeah. We don't tolerate a lot of craziness here. And, and economics plays a big factor in it, right? right? Well, we do have all different economic groups here. We mm-hmm. do. We really do. But we've done a really good job in the schools. And I think it plays a part in the whole, it's like a, it's like a wheel with the spokes in it, right? We've the got all the, outreach. yeah, we've got the really yes. good spokes. Yeah. But if you take a, if you take a city like New York city and you let people, they go to jail and you let them right back out the next day, mm-hmm. it's, it starts to erode. And, and that's a proven fact that, mm-hmm. you know, some people, and I, and I think we'll agree here at the end, but some people there, there's really not a lot we can do for them. I, I really but think that. Did they need to be arrested in the first place, right? If they do get arrested and sentenced, is that logical looking at, you know... Depending on what they did. Right. Um, and then if they are incarcerated, uh, what are we doing? Are we rehabilitating? Are we warehousing? Are we protecting society? Are, like, what is it long-term, short-term? What's the priority? And, and we're not really having that discussion. We just have this, oh, well, let's put all criminals in jail because, you know, it, they're all scary and we want to protect our families. Well, I think they go there for the term, right? So if I get sentenced for a year in prison, mm-hmm. you might get to go work on your GED, right? You're hoping that person goes and gets their GED, they get out, they get a job, right? That's what we're hoping. Mm-hmm. Some people go into classroom to get a G, their GED, they get kicked out because they can't conform to the rules in the classroom. So right. what do we? how far do we go with these people? You know, so I think once they're in jail, I mean, we have certain things we can do with them, but not everything's going to work for them. There's certain no, people that mentally it, cannot. Right. It deal is. With it. it is an incentive program. Education is not something we just offer. They do have to earn it most of the time. And that is what helps to control that prison population is having those incentives. And that is not going to work for all people in there. So, yeah, you know, me. that's just not the population <clears throat> that you're targeting. Yeah. Let me ask you this, too. So death row, right? Death mm-hmm. sentence. If if you, if we want to talk about that, if you are going to be on death row, yeah. 
which way would you want to go? Would you want it sparky? Would you want to be uh, firing squad hanging? See, now I think I would lethal do injection the, gas the, chamber. The gas. gas to me sounds like you're just breathing in. Sounds breathing fun to you. Out. Sounds fun. Sounds you fun. Just go to sleep. It sounds like every cosmetic surgery I've ever had. Yeah. So yeah, I think gas would be for me. Definitely not a firing squad, but really, well. Okay, you tell me your method first, and then let's talk about last meal. I would probably go with, with the injection, because basically the injection is like, hey, Tim, you're going to feel something. They might not even say anything to you. Hey, you, know, you might feel so, a little bit. Boom, you're done. You've not read all the articles about all the times that it has gone wrong and people have suffered? I've seen the articles where the guy wakes up, you know, and they supposedly it didn't work. Yeah. And the injection, like, oh, wait just a minute. But I would, I would definitely take the injection. I mean, what, what I what I can't understand is very difficult from my standpoint to understand your sympathy for these fucking people that. But it's not killed for the somebody individual else. people. That's I think that's the no, disconnect. You, it's, it's not for the individual people. It's a larger view of what is good for our society long term. You're killing the guy or girl, right? Eileen Warnos, right? You're killing them. So what? They have a little twitch at the end. It, it, it's, so, it doesn't really matter. So if this, somebody has an IQ of. 60 and they're on death row we should also just execute them i mean do, what rules do we have yeah, as a humane because society? they killed for we're supposed to be like the beacon of human to, rights for the rest people. of the world yeah well if they killed four other i think eileen Warnos up to eight people uh -huh. that that those people all had families they had kids they had grandkids they had impact of what she did she had absolutely no worry about whether that she person was a suffered very damaged human being yeah she of was course. getting her vengeance for all of the times that she was being abused see she was full of rage yeah and you were not going to teach her and she how wanted to, to go with baskets. the end. yes yeah, she, she wanted, wanted to yeah. to go she the, was a the miserable person the kumbaya with her was probably not going to work of course not. But, right. again, but again, that's not who we're talking about. So you, you have to not look at that individual person and, and you have to look more at the system, just like criminal defense attorneys. You know, does it sound awful that somebody is defending in court somebody that hacked up their family? Yes. But to pr preserve the, the integrity of the process, Absolutely. we have to have good criminal defense attorneys that are going to follow the process. Yeah. So I think that, and that's I agree it for with me. That. It, it's and the I agree process of what we're doing. Is it logical? Is it, are we really making the best choices or is it time to re-examine some of that? Yeah. Well, I know Diana helped us with this a little bit. Mm -hmm. so, well, I want to hear how, yeah, yeah we, Diana, we've ignored our, her. How, our, I want to hear how she would want to be executed yeah, our, first. Well, first oh. off, we don't want that to ever happen, but yeah. no. Diana, what's your, what's your thoughts on it? How would you, how would you go? I will say on um, lethal injection. Ah, injection. Why would that be? Oh, uh, well. Where, uh, where's the Diana cam? I don't see you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's hiding out a little bit on the, on the other side, but she's, uh, yeah. They got that pretty face. Let's see there it. You there you go. go. There, there we go. go. So why lethal injection over gas? I feel like it's just a quick good night sleep. Good night sleep. Yeah. But you don't think Forever. that gas would be just as like seamless and painless and uh that's kind of hard, but I'll, I'll just say lethal injection. Hmm. Now what now what's your thought? Do you think that do you think personally that somebody should be sentenced to death? Depending on what they did. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah, it all depends. And then like I don't know if there's ever 100% a hundred percent that that person did it right. So I, I think there's always yeah. that. Um, but again, I, the guy that you know ran over ten people the other day and or killed, mm -hmm. injured a hundred, you know, bunch of people and killed ten. I mean, I, I don't really have a lot of mercy for that guy. I hope 
that probably a fingernail and a toenail at the same time and probably just like little pieces of torture would be pretty fun on that. Well, he has a history of mental illness, and so he'll probably be in uh, one of those facilities rather than yeah. a prison. He can drive. He knows what he's doing. And he knew what <laughs> he was so doing. Bad. So, yeah. The, the, but I, I do not believe in the death penalty. Because, yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah, because you, there are mistakes, and we have seen that now with new science and DNA evidence, and, and we can go through all of these um, old cases, especially. Our society has changed a lot in the last 30, 40 years. If you go back and you look at cases from the 80s and how much they were racially slanted and um, just, you know, horrible things that a lot of that stuff has been has been corrected, hopefully, and still being corrected. But not everybody that has been convicted I agree. is guilty. I agree. And so I think just because of that and the, the process of, <clears throat> of going through execution is so expensive and, and arduous that it's not saving us any money, the taxpayers, um, so, you know, that, that agreement or that argument doesn't really, um, hold much for me either. And especially, you know, we, the mentally ill, the, um, mentally retarded juveniles, these are all like, there's just so much gray area of who, who does get that hot shot. I yeah. don't, I don't think that we should ever do that. You know, it's good. To, it's good to agree to disagree, but I just feel that people do such heinous things there needs to be an end all well, repercussion for it. And on the other side of that, if you're acquitted, it doesn't necessarily mean no, that you're not point. guilty. No, that's a good point. So as society, OJ? do you get acquitted and then we all are like, well, you know, they were acquitted, so that <laughs> equals not guilty to me. But the process, right? So that went through yeah. the process. I don't always agree Casey with the process. Anthony. Yeah, Casey Terrible. Anthony, right? That little girl was definitely murdered, but Prosecution did a terrible job. Right. I think the same thing was true in the Rittenhouse trial. When you have a, a terrible prosecution, you hope that the the system is, is going to stand even over punishment of that person. Well, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast because I want to talk to you about Anthony that one. Thing? Yeah, no, Casey Anthony and Rittenhouse. And Rittenhouse. Yeah, that's well, a Rittenhouse good. Rittenhouse is still a hot spot, but yeah. you know, if you would have said, well, I did say at that time that I was glad that she was not convicted because it did show me that the system was yeah. preserved. And people just thought I was, you know, the most awful person in the world. But again, I'm looking at the system. And, you know, if that happens to me, if somebody accuses you of something, don't you want that system to have yeah. the integrity that has been promised? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Great discussion. I think it's good. Very so, lively. So, yeah. So now you've got, you've got the... Uh, but wait, Diana had another cruel question. Cruel and unusual punishment. Diana... What was the question on that? Well, so this kind of goes into cruel and unusual because when you look at like um, solitary confinement and things like that, I think that that's cruel and should not be allowed. But then also there might be some other things that are beyond your control. So Diana brought up a good point of what if your cell block is haunted? Or what if your cellmate, oh, yeah, cellmate. Is, is possessed, right? So is that cruel and unusual? And how do you get somebody to believe you in, in fact, she has all of these very interesting questions. She does, and that, but they yeah. skewed from the prison system into totally paranoia, to paranormal. So I feel like this should be our next uh, podcast, podcast episode talking about paranormal stuff because you have a lot to say, Diana, and it is oh, it yeah. is very interesting. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that we could talk about about paranormal activity and how much is in the prison. Yep, because there's got to be now, some bad energy in there, especially yeah. haunted. Prisons and all that, yeah. 
Like the old uh, deserted ones that people mm-hmm. tour now. Alcatraz. They say, Alcatraz, right. They say right? that you can feel that. Yeah, all, all kinds of interesting things. That would be kind of difficult, though. Can you imagine being in a, in a cell with somebody who has killed their family mm-hmm. or, you know, did some heinous things, and you have to sleep next to that person all night? That'd be kind of crazy. Well, you have to be the scarier one. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You just have to make sure that yeah, you sleep with one eye open, or you cause them to sleep with one eye open. Yeah, that's good. But no, a lot of good stuff. So yeah, so please, 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 download our podcast. Right, keep downloading them. We always have and good stuff. We, and comment on it. How do you comment download? How do you download the the podcast? Yeah, it's real easy. So you can download the podcast. You can go to Apple podcast you can download it there you can go to google just type in search 239 uncensored and then if you hit the link that says other it gives you a whole bunch of different ways to uh you can download that as well so it's real easy to do um we got a lot of stuff coming up 2022 so much happening we got a lot of things going 239 we're we're at a ton of downloads we're getting a lot of people listening and it's kind of fun i'm glad they like it yeah i'm getting some good feedback yeah no it's great they like me better than they like you yeah and i love it and yeah that's good (laughs) and guess what she's going to be on tinder and we are going to get her a date oh my god it's going to be awesome i'm I'm already on tinder and it's already going terribly yeah she's going (laughs) tinder she's getting tinderized i am getting tinderized yeah yeah she's gonna all right welcome Welcome, welcome, or back, back, back. <laughs> Two three nine, uncensored, everything Southwest Florida and beyond, and, and we, we are out. out. Please make sure to download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio Two Three Nine production. That was fun. <laughs>